here today uh, with uh, Sandra Noemi Torres uh, for our podcast, The Background of the Top. Sandra, welcome, welcome, welcome to our podcast today. Thank you so much for having me, John. I'm excited to be here and spend time with you. Yep, we're going to talk about leadership. We're going to talk about um, your advice for new leaders around the United States and in Latin America. And we're going to talk about your story, how you ended here uh, in the position that you are now as a CEO, as a community leader, as an activist, as a, a you know, as an incredible human being. Uh, we're going to talk about everything today. Um, and I want to invite all the listeners uh, to follow us on Instagram, um, on Facebook, and also to listen to our podcast um, on Spotify, on Anchor, or Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, whatever you like to, um, wherever you like to listen to your podcast. Uh, but let's just start with some of the, um, how we call it, that the icebreaker questions that we usually do here. I'm not really good at it. I don't have a script. You know me already. We, we've been um, doing a lot of things together, uh, a lot of things together for a while now. Uh, but I want people to get to know the real Sandra. So um, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. The first thing that comes to your head, just reply with that. Okay? Okay. Okay. So if you will have to, if you had the opportunity to uh, born again, uh, you will be a female or a male? A female. And what will be the, um, maybe the profession that you would like to have if you were reborn again? Um, well, <clears throat> I don't think it's too late to be anything yet. <laughs> okay. So if I change my mind, I'm sure that'll come up. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty okay with what I'm doing now. Um, you know, it's with, with business and marketing and, and helping people navigate that world. Right. Money or health? Health. Politics or activism? Ooh, activism. <laughs> What's your favorite color? Um, green. 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 Yes. There is different shades of green. Can you yes. name one? Um, leaf green. I just love the, the look of nature. And What's that. your lucky number? Nine. Nine. Oh, that's interesting. We, I, I, will, I will tell you a story about nine. Uh, uh, what's your favorite movie? Um, I'm a big Marvel fan. Um, and I've watched tons of awesome documentaries that I, I definitely love. Gosh, my favorite movie. Um, you know what? Um, God, I, I don't know. I, it, it's probably a, a toss between... Um, and um, I said Marvel, and now I'm going to go DC route. But a toss between the first uh, Wonder Woman, the very first one. I wasn't a big fan of the 1984 one, but the first Wonder Woman and X-Men's, um, the, 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 the last X-Men. I can't think of the title right now. You, you just, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. That's what <laughs> I, I could tell you. I don't, I haven't watched any of those movies. Um, <laughs> I'm not a big Marvel or DC fan. So you oh. me. We'll be yeah. an expert. We'll be like, what? Yeah. And actually, I changed my mind as you're talking because there is there is another movie that is absolutely profound and I love it in every way. And it's a it's a trilogy. And the first one I saw was Mr. Glass. Um, and then there's Split is part of it. And um, 
and I forgot the other one with Bruce Willis, but the, the theory behind it is so powerful and really tapping into the superpower and the human potential that lays within all of us. And it tells it through a story of um, this superhero attribute, but it's a very, very interesting, um, very interesting movie for sure. I love that. Um, all right. So last two, and then we move into um, talk more about leadership, even though this is part of being a leader, right? Um, what is your favorite book and why? Um, my favorite book is, and I have a ton of them, um, is probably Attaining the Worlds Beyond by Rabbi Michael Laitman. And why um, it is during my search through spirituality, um, you know, I was led from reading the Bible to I was very curious about the Torah. And then from there, I was, it brought me to Kabbalism, you know, Kabbalah. Um, and that book was an introduction into some um, just stories told, old cultured stories, but it talks about the literal connection that we have to God and understanding just our place and, and how we can tap into that power and tap into that source and really takes um, typical modern belief systems, but really dives deep into um, some beautiful truths about how people see the world and our literal connection to this, you know, this, this beautiful God source. So I really love it. I love that. Um, I will, I will maybe just add it to my list. I have like 15 different books in my waiting list. <laughs> right now I'm reading Barack Obama's book, The Promised Land, 700 pages. I'm going to finish it in 2023 at this rate. I'm reading like two pages a day because that's the only time I have trying to get a little more time to read. Um, the last thing will be, what is your kind of leadership? So if you, somebody will walk in right here right now and I will ask, hey, you know, Sandra? Yeah, of course. She's super chill, super nice. She's super professional. She's awesome. Um, but I will say like, oh, yeah. So what was your experience working with that person? And that person will be like, what, what they will say about your leadership style and working with you? I've heard from others, um, inspirational, motivational. Um, I like to bring out in people what they already have. Um, so my style is always to ask people, what is it about you that you feel you want to give um, and focus on those points? Um, so I've, I've definitely got a lot of messages, um, inspirational, motivational, power, power uh, speaker, and things like that if you're asking somebody else. Um, but when it comes to my style, I would say that I like to meet people where they are and see where they want to go kind of mindset. Um, everybody's at a different place. So it is understanding um, each individual's needs. You know, some people, when it, especially when it comes to um, when they're working with me or, or working part of any collaborative effort that I'm doing, um, has a heart to give back to the community or to the agenda at hand. And everybody, not everybody has the um, experience to know what they're good at, right? There's some, and we're so multi-potential, potential, potential, there's a word for it, multi-potentialite, something like that. Uh, but it talks about, you know, our, our, just how we are skilled in so many things, or we have so many passions in so many different things, we don't know where to focus our efforts at. Um, so I like to really hone in on what people are passionate about and get them to excel at those things, um, as well as make sure that 
I, I urge them and push them into sectors that maybe they're f- afraid of going into just because I know it's going to take them to the next level. Right. Oh, wow. And, and why I'm asking that question at the end is because, of course, um, people here at the podcast will be like, so who's Sandra Noemi Torres? So you got a little bit of what she, uh, who she is. And you could feel her passion about talking about leadership and, and helping people to really explore who they are and helping them to get where they want to go. I, I will say that you are a shepherd. I, I feel that you are that person that brings people together, but at the same time has the, you know, the, the baton and, and bring people together, but also walk them through the process of getting better at what they do, or just, you know, really making sure that they are thriving. And, and that's something that I learned through our experience working together in the past you're that kind of person and, and, and it's so cool to have someone uh, or knowing someone that is that kind of leader um, because there's multiplicity of leaderships out there. So um, so with that, uh, let's transition into, you know, who is Sandra and what are you doing now? So I'm just going to give a little glimpse, you know, Sandra Noemi Torres. Um, she's originally from New Jersey um, and she is a CEO uh, of two organizations. One is United Latinas which is, and you know, you will say it better, but I'm going to just give it a try. It's uh, a, a, this incredible female uh, woman power movement that she created to empower women to become, you know, their own bosses, to become, you know, entrepreneurs, to become, um, you know, individuals that have their own thinking process when it comes into businesses and into politics. Um, recently into politics. <laughs> and, and the other part, it's uh, your other company, you're the CEO of Plan Your Company. Yes, Plan Your Company. One day I made, I messed it up and then she was like, hey, that's not the name of my company. So I remember <laughs> now. Um, and this I, I, I have, uh, you know, I don't have a lot of information because it's something that I have recently seen that you branded all this and, and, uh, and, and we are going to talk about it. But before we get into that, right? This incredible woman, super powerful person who has helped so many businesses and individuals to grow their businesses and to make them better. Um, who's Sandra? Where you came from, you know, lady from New Jersey, Puerto Rican parents, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Puerto Rican parents. What happened? Tell us a little bit about your story in the beginning and how you ended in South Florida. Wow. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to give a you a bit. lot. <laughs> I'm going to give you a lot, but I'm going to sum it up pretty quickly. Um, so I nací in Puerto Rico. So I was born in Ponce, Puerto Rico. Um, we moved to Jersey when I was about three, four years old. So yes, I grew up in Jersey. That was uh, pretty much my whole life. Um, when I was three years old, and I got to tell this story only because uh, I shared it in a group and it, it, I didn't realize how important it was to me and how it's affecting me today. Um, but, you know, when I was three years old, I electrocuted myself. You know, and my sister always told that story because she, my mother had to take the broom and like disconnect me from this. I literally was like, like electrocuting myself. And um, but throughout my whole life, and this is really getting into this other conversation, I've had like, um, and and this is probably far fetched for the audience that's listening to this, but I was able to. Things were happening to me spiritually that I couldn't understand. Like I was able to astral project my body out of myself. Like whenever I got the flu, whenever I was sick, I would literally raise, like I would feel myself just coming out of my body and I would watch myself there on the couch. And 
I always had these beliefs, uh, like I grew up Pentecostal that this, this is so critical to who I am because I, I grew up with my mother, you know, we were Pentecostal. That was the church that we went to. Y yo era la persona that I would always raise my hand to read the Bible. Like the hearing and the words of God were always so meaningful to me. And they meant a lot more than probably, you know, to the teacher that was that was teaching that. Um, but I was so connected to the story of this loving force that loved us, you know, especially growing up as an, a, a minority community um, in my household was like, this was, this is our playground, but don't dream too big, even though I did, you know, but the mindset was always like, um, this is our place in life, you know, this is our box, you know, you can have things, but don't dream too big. Um, and like I, I used to have like dreams, lucid dreams. Like this is, uh, these are things that a lot of people have that are, that are, is this not so uncommon because I've uh, come to learn, there's a lot of people that have this. And I say this to say that um, spiritually, I think is, is probably at the core of who I am. Very, very curious. Like I went on a journey when I was young to um, just understand this theory of God and, and how we think and why we have beliefs. Um, my brother went through different religions. Um, he was a seeker himself and before he passed at 19 years old. Um, so that was a very pivotal moment in my life. He passed at 19. A year later, my mother was diagnosed with full-blown Alzheimer's. And that was the moment my life changed. I had just given birth to my son. So I was a new single mom. Um, but that was the moment that the way that I perceived of the world very, very differently changed. Like everything I thought I had was gone. And I, you know, I, I was, a, I, I still kept it going. You know, I was reading the Bible at that time and really falling in love with the spirit of greatness and grandness that we have. Um, but I lived my life, you know, I'm in my twenties, I raised my son, um, you know, there've been moments in, in my life, ups and downs throughout that, that point. Um, but today, um, you know, as a director of marketing, I've managed, you know, multi-billion dollar, multi-million dollar accounts and worked with a lot of major players and companies. Um, but at the core of who I am and, and, and what I was going through, even through that process, I was still like, life is more than this. You know, I, I, there's just so much unknown of who we are, our identity, our human potential, and what we really are capable of. Um, so today, I, uh, I'm a business and marketing strategist. This is like 20, 20 years later. I'm a business. Well, let's and stop. Let's uh -huh. stop. We're going to froze that. Okay. <laughs> so through that process, because it's really interesting, you know, I know you for, for, for almost going to be a year. But, you know, we have never gotten, I mean, we had conversations before I was in your podcast. You have a podcast as well. Um, and we were talking about something different. So I never got to interview you and actually get to know you better. And it's really interesting about this is spirituality and connected with someone and how that was really a core of your, of your journey as you were growing up. But before we get into like 25 years after, let me ask you a question around in the middle or even earlier, earlier years, when did, did you, did you, did you feel when you were little that you were a leader, that you were a person that was this kind of like a standing out of the crowd that was different, that people maybe didn't like you because you were doing things that people were like, ah, I don't know, this lady is crazy or she's out of the box and we don't understand what she's trying to do. When, when was that moment in which you feel Oh, wow. Like, 
I think I'm gonna go places I didn't even believe it or or somebody made me believe it. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I felt like that when I was like six. I did. I I uh I used to always feel and I remember in the this was in the 80s and there was that song, um I think Sapphire sang it, one of the one of the yeah. freestyle songs, and um it was like um something that's like I'm gonna make it one day kind of thing. And yeah. I always believed that. And I and I had this company in my head when I was younger and I and I was never a bully or anything, you know, even though like when you're six and, or seven years old, um, you know, I've definitely gotten in my share of, of <laughs> little things and stuff. But um, I always felt like, um, and I was the youngest of five. Okay, so that, that me, I was the youngest of five children and I was always feeling like I had to defend. Like my older sister, she, who's four years older than me, she was in high school, I was in grade school. And any, any bullies that would, she would have, you know, at that age, I would be like standing up like, oh, I'm gonna go have a conversation with that person. <laughs> And my sister was four years older, but like, I felt no, like, no, 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 that's, this is not fair. And oh, wow. we need to have a, so I always felt like that, you know, I always yeah. felt like, no, I'm going to have, I have this business. I still have it in my head, this business that I'm going to have that I don't even in an industry that I'm not even connected to, it's going to manifest mm -hmm. itself one day. Um, but I always felt like that ever since I was like six, seven years old. And I was able just, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, you had a call. But you were listening to your inner voice, maybe more than other people listen to it. Sometimes we try to put it on the side and we don't want to talk with that voice that is telling us exactly what to do because we think that we're crazy. But we have to listen maybe sometimes more than what we think. Um, so that so that was when you were six. Okay, now we're gonna we're gonna move 20 years after because you're like around 27, right? So, <laughs> so no, but so so and during that transition. Uh, tell us maybe like two, three things when you were a kid, when you were a teenager, and then when you became an adult. Um, tell us two or three things that you learned through your journey as a, as a leader. So what are the things that you could tell people? Because a lot of the individuals that listen to our podcast are young leaders. Uh, not all, all of them are seasoned leaders. They are young leaders. They are listening to our podcast to get advice, to listen to stories like yours. What would be your advice to them? Um, as the young, maybe just graduated from college or maybe just three, four years on their careers and they're trying to find what is their passion still. What is your recommendation from your journey in, in, in this um, beginning of your life, middle of your life and as an adult? Yeah. Um, well, the first thing I would say, and then I'll go on to the passion, um, the passion uh, comment that you mentioned. The first thing I would say is that it's very easy to think that we are operating by ourselves. It's very easy to say, this is what happened in my life and this is why I can't go forward or this is, a, this is my excuse for why I can't succeed or pursue that or attempt that. Um, I felt a lot of loss and I, I share that story because it's broken me. Like I had a, a client once and I'm like, we were talking about some of these things. And I said, you know what? Like, I think I function with depression because there's a lot of sadness inside of me, a lot of hurt and baggage from losing my mother and my brother and spiritually trying to make sense of it all, you know? Um, so the first thing I would say is that everyone around you is suffering from something. And if we can understand that, we it, it's easy to it's easier to say that what I'm going through is something that is connected to everybody else. It is not just me. 
it's easy for people to put themselves in this box and and feel a woe me type of uh, feeling, mm -hmm. but you have the potential inside of you, but you have to understand that everyone around you is suffering from something like just acknowledge that. And there's a sense of awakening that happens when you just simply acknowledge that we're all in this together, trying to survive, trying to create in this life. Um, so that, that would be the first thing. Um, if they're coming out of college and don't know their passion and they're trying to find that passion and that thing, I believe that innately we all have a couple different things maybe that may be stirring in our heart, um, which is why it's difficult for people to decide what should I do? Like they, we want to know with such clarity, right? Like this is exactly the path that you need to take. But life doesn't give us that option. Life does not tell us the path that we get to take. Life tells you, you choose. You have the freedom and the ability to choose and to learn and to tap into the depths of who you are. Um, so I would say try everything that is in your heart. Don't be afraid to fail. Um, pursue things wholeheartedly. And if you don't like it, it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to switch to something else. But I think innately there, we all have a couple of those things. So just try them all when it comes to that. You're going to find your way in your path and you learn from everything else. So, What will be the third one? Um, the third advice for some 20 somethings is uh, pursue everything, pursue everything. Um, meaning there are opportunities that are going to come your way that it's that it that a lot of people have said i'm not ready for that yet or i'm not um not ready to overcome that fear yet um but there's a lot of negative things that happen when you don't really wholeheartedly pursue those things take take risks take opportunities when somebody presents something to you or an opportunity to you take them because they're meant for your growth and they're probably going to lead you ultimately to a bigger purpose that maybe you were not aware of before. No, definitely. All right. So now let's move into 20, 22 years <laughs> from when you were six. Um, <laughs> um, so now, now to the present, right? So you have gone through a lot of experiences and you, you definitely have overcome a lot of challenges um what will be your your kind of like your so now what what will be your next step what it's what is next for sandra and and how you could connect that to our audience like for people who are like like you like okay i have done so many things i have experienced so many things now i'm in like my fifth year of 10 year of my career and I'm listening to this podcast and they interview Sandra and she left me with this. What will be that and what is next for you? Um, what's next for me is um, to take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. Um, <laughs> I yeah, you. I, I, I have a mission to make sure that we get more Latinos in positions of leadership and in politics um, I feel that that is something that's needed and I want to make sure that I use uh, certainly some great amount of energy to make that happen. Um, so that would be what's next for me. I mean, I, I have my coaching and business strategy company, which I think is in line with my agenda, which is to empower and uplift and change how people um, see business and start generating revenue for themselves and creating businesses that can really be sustainable and 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 grow their brand right 
And so uh, let's talk a little bit about this experience on leadership, right? Like, um, have you ever encountered like bad leadership and how you approach that? I think that we all have gone through horrible managers or bosses or sometimes I think, and I, I'm, a, I'm guilty of that, you grow as a leader, right? Like sometimes you get into positions of power and you're the first person from your background, from your heritage, from your neighborhood that gets there into position of power. For example, I got into an executive position when I was really young and I know I blow everything. Like I burned bridges and I was not that the perfect leader. Uh, and that actually taught me a lot of listening to people of like, speak before you, uh, think before you speak, or many other things. This is not about me, but in in in, in your in your world, how you how you have grown as a leader. That's the first thing, and then have you encounter people that you said like is sad. Like I don't know what happened in his her life, but you're not really being a leader. You being a bully or you being a, an egocentric. I mean, you don't have to go far to give me an example. Just yeah. Like, president is leaving is all that but <laughs> but anyway in your experience what is that um i'll tell you one one incident that happened in my earlier 20s when i was a director of marketing and i managed a marketing department and we brought an employee in now me as being the only latina in a executive position in that organization i had tough skin i i don't know what I, I just i'm built with tough skin you know nothing really ever bothered me i took um, I took every, I take everything like a grain of salt. So we had an aggressive CEO. I think he was a powerful leader, very um, rough around the edges, did things his way. His way was the, always the right way, but a very, he was a very, I, I loved having him as a leader for me. Um, and his leadership style was very like, just very aggressive with me. So I took it as one of my, that didn't bother me. Um, maybe it did at that time, but it, it never did where I felt it that way. Anyway, we brought in um, a, another individual into our uh, department and I was the same way. Like, listen, we need to get this done. Like, that's just the way I am. That's the way he spoke to me. I'm like, okay, this is, this is what needs to get done. You know, like get it done. And, and I, and I look at it and be like, oh no, that doesn't, that doesn't look nice. Let's change this. You know, let's, I was very like director. I knew what I wanted. I knew what my vision was. And I didn't think that that was a bad way. I'm just like, this is, we're trying to work together to get the job done, you know? So like move this here, move this here. She ended up crying. She ended up crying and she quit. Oh, <laughs> she just felt like the, just, she was just the environment. It was an, we were an agency ish, you know, like the environment, it was very not, you know, it was just very like, get it done, get the job done kind of atmosphere. And I definitely learned that not everybody is has as thick of a skin as as me. Maybe I'm able to handle some things, but that's not necessarily the right way for me to approach how I talk to others and assume that they can handle it or that they get it. Mm -hmm. Because not everybody gets it. Everybody has their own walk in life and perceive the world very differently. So I learned a lot that day. Um, today, I approach people that I'm working with very, very empathetic, more, very much, much softer because I understand that people react very differently when you approach someone with um curiosity and care for that person and i and i'm a fan of simon sinek you know employees mm -hmm. are number one you know understanding their approach and why is, is very important um so i approach that very very differently today and and so 
So let's move into the other part, which is kind of like the the last part of the interview um, of this podcast, and is how do you see the next generation of leaders? So we definitely we are the present of leadership. Uh, I do believe that we um, people who were born in the 70s and 80s and even the 90s, we are the future of of what's. I mean, we are the the current future of of the of the country and of, of the world. We are the present future. Um, but when you look into our kids or when you looked into the even younger generations, you see that there is a change on leadership. There is already, you know, a lot of things that they don't have to deal with. Uh, in terms of work, there's going to be a lot of artificial intelligence. There's going to be a lot of, you know, uh, things are going to be in place that are going to be done automatically. Um, it worries me the emotional intelligence of people um, because they because they're not interacting a lot with people, they're interacting more with automatic systems that they're not going to have what we have, which is like this physical sensation of love and caring that we have generally as human beings. That is my take in, but just to give examples, but how do you see our future generations involved in leadership? How are they going to treat people? How are they going to interact? What is your take in on that part? On that part? Um, I think that we will be more empathetic community. I think that um, we still, despite even the technology taking over, um, I think that it will make people softer to a degree. I mean, I, I think we'll still have a little bit of what we have now, but I think that the millennial uh, generation and the generation after them, I think we have, and I think it's our responsibility, right? To lead them the right way, to lead, to ensure that we we have these conversations where we highlight the things that are important for our human evolution. So I, I believe that it, it is up to our generation to, um, really contribute to that. Um, but I do believe that um, there are a lot of fire spirited individuals. And I think it's I think we'll have I don't know, it's very, it's very hard to say what would come, I would only hope that we have the capacity to really instill in them, especially what's been happening in our country, that we work better when we meet at the table, when we can have conversations, when we can have a collaborative um, effort. So I would hope that they are seeing this as either um, the best way to create changes to come together. The best way to lead is to come to the table and help others understand that their importance as well. Um, but, um, I, but I have hope. I have hope that um, that we are going to leave, our generation is going to leave the next generation with great values and great empathy. Right. And I promise this will be my last question. Uh, but how do you feel that COVID-19 has impacted not our universe, I think our, our planet and, and, and our countries and, and our individual selves, but leadership so uh, we, we were talking about like kinds of leadership or types of leadership before now people working from home um so micromanaging it's becoming kind of like maybe less than before just this is an assumption we don't have i don't have data to prove that but i believe people mm -hmm. not working from home you cannot be on the on their case 24 7 and walk to to their office like hey sandra have you finished this or you know for people who work the nine to five job um 
So how do you see this COVID-19 um, helping in, 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 in the leadership roles? Maybe making people more aware of their surroundings and becoming more human. What, what do you think? Um, that, that is a very, that's a very good question because I don't exactly have, uh, <laughs> finally, you said that I was waiting through the whole interview. Oh my God. They were you all were great master questions. Of masters. Yeah, no, you're, they were all great questions. I was thinking, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, um, first I think COVID as much bad that it has, and, and I say bad, um, in, in, in that, in, maybe not those terms and stuff, but I think COVID almost, it, it allowed us to self-reflect on really what's important, which is why I believe more empathy is going to come to the world. A lot of people have had to self-reflect on um, a lot of the mental health issues that have been happening since people are at home. Um, leaders are starting to understand that. I think, I think COVID has allowed people has allowed this conversation to happen in a work environment where CEOs are understanding the importance of not specifically hanging over somebody's shoulder saying this has to get done, but understanding that COVID working from a home has allowed people to be more creative because this nine to five window that was blocked off where you feel like a robotic, you, you feel like the robot and you got to get it done. And this is your window and you got to meet a specific quota um, has been detrimental to a lot of people as well, to the creativity and to the, into what one can accomplish. Um, but CEOs that are willing to say to willing to give their people the ability to work from home and under, already see the value of the creativity that's coming out of it. when somebody can have a creative project and maybe work on it in two o'clock in the morning or, you know, like certain mm -hmm. odd times that are not nine to five and they're able to produce something that is powerful and meaningful because they had the freedom to manifest that in their, you know, through their process and not be tied down to, I have to come out with this in this window of time. Now you have your 24 hours in a day to be able to be creative. And um, I think that's important for leaders to allow their team to be that creative, allow their leaders to tap into that. Um, I mean, there, there's a lot of, you know, you have good employees and you have not good employees. You know, the ones that are not good employees are probably meant to do greater things. You know, not everybody's for every organization. Um, so I do believe that there are people that maybe ha are in organizations that are not the right people. They're not the right team. You have to understand who is for the organization, the core values of the organization, and who is not. Obviously, that that's a, certainly a factor in there. Um, but I think um, as leadership progresses, having gone through COVID, um, I think that, you know, there you're, you're right in, in a sense of, um, I think we need to find more ways to be communicative um, because everything via text or email or maybe a Zoom every now and then could, um, I mean, I don't see problems with it. I can, you know what I mean? But I'm, I'm just thinking about like how some people are and they need that human interaction. They need a phone call to feel connected. Um, you know, I, I just, I think it, I think it will be, I think we'll progress just fine. So long as we understand the importance of understanding the, the bigger goal, that bigger picture, what are, what are you trying to accomplish as an organization? And is everybody in on making sure that that happens? Definitely. Sandrita, as always, it is a pleasure to converse and talk to you. Mm -hmm. And I hope to see you in person soon when uh, a lot of things just kind of 
going down because our cases here in South Florida are going up. Um, and I'm talking about COVID cases going up uh, tremendously. So we all have to protect ourselves. And um, I hope to see you soon. Definitely keep uh, your spirit. And we need human beings like you uh, to really make sense of what's happening in, 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 our, in our world. So thank you for, for being here in the podcast. And uh, for everyone else who is listening today at the background of the top, thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that you guys enjoy our interview with Sandra Noemi Torres, an incredible entrepreneur, leader, a, a incredible human being. You just saw it um, here on the video and you heard it on uh, the, the, the audio that you guys have. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining us and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye. Thank you.